Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number two. everybody and welcome back to the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Surprisingly awake at 10.05 p.m. Not so bad. In the evening. So we just finished watching, what is this, season what? Five. Season five premiere of uh, Desperate Housewives. And I must say it seems to be a little bit of the same show, but a lot of new elements, obviously. Some things Stephanie were quite was going to be quite aware of. The fact that we're jumping ahead, what, right. five years? Five years. Five years. Yeah. So uh, I just want to start off by saying that f- since the last time we've recorded, we haven't watched any additional season one episodes, had we? I don't think so. No. I life- don't think so. Life has been, well, more television shows came back. So that's right. Like, I mean, we um, we weren't spending our evenings wondering, what are we going to watch? Exactly. So our DVR is quite full right now. That's right. So, you know, it, it, I'm definitely still want to go in and kind of get some of those details filled in. I don't know when we're going to have time between now and well, whenever. But uh, certainly this leaves leaves the uh, uh, hiatuses wide open for what to do and stuff like that as far as going back and watching some television to right. fill in those gaps. Right. Possibly. However, let's just pick it up right where we're at which is this premiere episode of season five and let's just say it started off with quite a shocking scene wow i know you want to set it up for us kind of like your okay. impression my impression was wow okay uh, it started off with with susan and this woman we had never met and how many times there uh, over the last several years that that their paths had have crossed and then it leads into the one time that their path did cross and they were in this massive collision and they show Mike thrown completely from the vehicle and and Susan crawling out screaming his name. Right. So they leave us through the entire episode to believe that he died. Exactly. And I just want to say going back just a little bit further, it starts off with uh, what's her name? Mary Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the voiceover right. still so she her her familiar voice narrating the theme i guess of the show uh starts it off and and it was just so weird because it's just like okay and here's what's gonna right. and, it's, and it's like and so this one time their path you know they they would finally run into each other and it, it's and like it was so pleasant and, and then right. it's like whap right upside the head <laughs> I mean, it's just, it was written, executed beautifully. It was. You, I mean, you were expecting it in a right. way when, as soon as you saw, saw the two cars pulling out, you, I mean, way before the collision happened. And then they even showed you the stop sign. But the intensity of the slow motion scene, the, and then uh, it, it was executed so wonderfully. It really was. I, I want to tell you that probably. Out of everything I've seen of Desperate Housewives, I would have to say that was probably the most intense film. I don't know filmography or whatever cinematography or whatever. It was the most intense 
filming of uh, and 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 footage of this show as far as believability and really drawing me in it was incredible it was extremely incredible and so uh wow it started off great it really hooked you in and boom immediately to commercial break wasn't it 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 was it was like here's here's showed him on the pavement and went straight to commercial straight to commercial so we come back from commercial and then we see Actually, it went straight to them, like catching the apples out of the tree. I'm sorry, what? Oh yeah, okay. Oh, go ahead, That's and then okay. to commercial. <laughs> yes, they're what? What do they call that? The, the little title sequence or something? Yes, yeah, something like that. Anyway, so they come back, and I think we see, um, uh, we see Gabby and her little Gabby girl next, or do we see Bree next? I, you know, I don't remember honestly let's who do you want to talk about first because it really doesn't matter what in what order uh that that they came in but who do you want to talk about first well you started with gabby so let's let's talk about gabby there i want to say i just recently seen had seen um eva uh, longoria longoria uh parker Parker. Uh, good job (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I had recently seen her in I'm a PC ad yes. for Microsoft and looking just like she did, of course. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Look just like she did in all the previous seasons that we've seen her supermodel kind of look. And to see her in this episode, taking the fact that, I mean, I realize it was all makeup, but man, did they do a good job Great in job. that first scene. Now, later, there was the episode with her and uh, uh, her husband, Carlos. Uh, there was a scene between the two of them later. They didn't do as a good of a job, quote unquote, making her look older. And, you know, but the, she totally looked older and mommified. Uh, I like how you say that mommified. She was mommified. Uh, And and I don't say that as, as, I mean, I think everybody that listens to us understands I'm not putting anybody down. But I mean, they just really, they went out of their way to try to say, okay. So what you're saying is that maybe you've seen me on more than one occasion with my sweatpants and my hair ratted exactly. and my kids' foods all over me. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so it, it was just, I mean, she didn't, obviously didn't take the time to, to right. doll herself up like she did I don't have the time for facials day. or the gym or, you know, she, she gave, oops, sorry. She gave the list of the things that, that she used to, to take pride in, mm-hmm. in taking care of herself. So if anything, I want to say, wow, what a realistic job they did with Gabby. I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, it. I, I mean, not that being a parent brings about. It's like not just because you become a mom, all of a sudden your life ends right. and you can't be beautiful and all that stuff. I'm not saying that at all. But all I'm saying is that this idea that beauty and I mean, obviously in prior episodes, it's just like. She, she's always made up and it it just goes to show you that moms are busy, you know? Right. Well, if you think about it, this is kind of like the, the, the Gabby that they introduced us to tonight is kind of the Lynette that we met in season one. Yeah. Strung out. Very much. Extremely tired. Doesn't, you know, know where to go from here. Wearing, you know, ready clothes and yeah, a complete mess. Yeah. Um, let's talk about her daughter. What's her daughter's name? Juanita. Juanita. And of course. Which isn't it named after Carlo's mom? Wasn't that his mom's name? I don't know. Is it? I think so. Did his mom die? You haven't seen that part yet. No. 
You can tell me now. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Who was in the, who was, what was, never mind. No, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be spoiled on the end of season one. I don't remember all of the end of Good. season one. So, I, but I do, I do remember that Juanita dies. Okay. That's a the shame. Mom. Poor Juanita. Anyway, d- did uh, Carlos ever find out about? I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what Juanita, four <laughs> years old. Four and I, a half. Four and a half. <laughs> I want to say, I'm sorry. She can't be that young. That, right. The, that, the, the, the kid actress. playing the part is got to be at least. Six or seven, at, le- at least Matt's age. Yeah, very exciting. much at least Matt's age. Yeah, and so we can look it up. It doesn't matter, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I I want to just say that another realistic issue mm-hmm. of parenting. Wow, I mean, really, uh, the question is, you know, is are there genes? Is this a genetic thing? Are is she predisposed to being right overweight? Yeah, okay, we talked about that. Let me pull out the photo album. <laughs> A bunch of beach seals posing for... Seals posed on a rock or something like that. It was pretty funny. She sucked down half a sheet cake. See, the thing is, is that... um, and and Give her a carrot and put her on a roller coaster. Yes! Oh, that was the best line she delivered. I love that. We, we, the, I want to make vegetables fun. Give wanna, her a carrot and put her on a roller coaster. He was, he was basically filling up the broccoli. and he It was, was Brussels sprouts. Brus, was it Brussels sprouts? Worse than broccoli. Oh, gosh. In a kid's eyes. Exactly. And then all of a sudden he's dousing it just oh. tons. And Hey, babe, hold on I'm going to pull this up a little Watch that. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. You, I don't know you why you your arms away as I much. Know, but why was it so much lower than it normally is? Because I talk like that all the time, and I I don't. Sarah was over there for oh. full time mom podcast. Okay. All right. We'll so blame it on Sarah. There we go. Sorry, Sarah. I love her. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Brussels sprouts, Brussels lots of cheese, sprouts, and cheese. make it fun. And you already said the right. delivered the punchline. It was well, awesome. It was a great. <laughs> Give her a carrot, put her on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, at the same time, and and of course, we're gonna. I want to bring it up on family from the heart. So, for those of you who don't know, and you're listening to this podcast, we do a show. If you go to familyfromtheheart.com, we talk about parenting and and marriage and and all kinds of other wonderful things in that show. And, and, uh, I want to talk about one of the things that, um, we didn't cover in our parenting series is the idea of, um, they're caught, you know, how did I say it? Caught, it's caught, not it's taught. Caught, not taught. Exactly. And so we can teach our kids about, you know, the proper manners and about how to handle relationships and how to take care of your health and all the other things and how important it is to exercise. But they're but, still going to mirror our example. Exactly. They're going to pick up There is what no we such do. truth to do as I say, not as I do. Right. And so I was telling Stephanie this, and, and I, I will share this again in Family from the Heart, but I there have been times when I sit down and I watch my kids eat popcorn when I'm eating popcorn. And my little three-year-old daughter, she will pick out. And if if I if I'm like we start out eating popcorn, I usually start out eating one little kernel at a time. Or sometimes I'll pop two in, and I'll watch McKenna, and she does it. And she she picks up one at a time. She eats it, and then every now and then I was like, okay, and I grab a big handful and I hold it up to my mouth and see how much <laughs> I can shove in there. <laughs> And I'm telling you, it, and I, it, I think it's subconsciously, but I because sit you're there. you're a popcorn hog. I am a popcorn hog. And my daughter, three-year-old daughter, mimics and mirrors exactly what I'm doing. Yep. 
If I go and then if I go back and I pick one at a time, she picks one at a time. But I mean, to sit there and watch her just <laughs> shove that popcorn in her face, it's like, wow, I've got an eating problem here. <laughs> and, and and so some of that, some of that is is is. And anyway, I just wanted to say it, it was. It's kind of nice to know that there's still. And that's what that's what's really drawing me into Desperate Housewives is that there really is some real issues that some real um, desperate felt family issues and needs brought up in this show. Absolutely. They throw in way too much sex. But outside of that, I really do like the fact that it's real issues, real hard issues. You know, and I realize that some, unfortunately, some families do turn to extramarital. Well, I, I actually, I believe a very high percentage of marriages when there's a lot of deaths, um, when a lot of marriages are very desperate. I believe that there are just tons of extramarital affairs. However, some of them are sexual. Right. Okay. Um, so let me just say that some some men turn to computers, some men turn to golf, some men, some women turn to whatever and and. And I understand sex is part of it, but man, that's the only thing I don't like about Desperate Housewives is how much they turn sex. That's funny because when we talked about it before, you said you were surprised at how how little sex they had in season one. Yeah, but na- but I mean, the very first episode is now Susan sleeping with some guy and hiding it. And- I'm excited to see that story unfold, Be- not between her and the some guy, between her and Mike, because I think that as the season pro this is what I want to say out of the season. So I'm just going to make a prediction based on that, that as we see, see the season progress, we're going to find these two people who are very much still in love with each other, mm-hmm. but can't get past this one incident in their, yeah, in I, their journey. I tell you, they really did. So let, let's go ahead and just jump over to Susan and Mike. Then um, I really do. I mean, it, it kind of was a shocker to see that he was still alive. It's like, wh- what's going I on? I know there? because they really left you thinking that that he was not. So you know what happened? I mean, and at first I thought she was just seeing him, right? You know, right? So, anyway. Well, the, the whole thing is, is I'm sitting there wondering, you know, her and the painter guys, like, okay, where's the sun at? You know, where where is he? And of course, we asked ourselves, well, what happened to Mike? Did he die? did he die? And of course, then they kind of give us gave us the flashback and seen that they, but they were married, right? Yeah, because in the beginning, her and her husband. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they they so it, I don't think they're divorced. It didn't sound like, but in a, then well, again, in, when he said "good for you," it did sound as though they might be divorced. I think that they're divorced. You think so? Because in the in the voiceover at the end, okay, Mary Alice is saying, you know, we wonder where our beauty went or how could he have left me is oh. what she says when they show Susan. Oh, okay. Listen to that voiceover. Well, you know, I, I, I try to put down that MacBook and pay attention. Hey, now you leave my <laughs> extramarital affair alone. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was the iPhone. Okay. It's my Apple related products. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to, to Gabby and Carlos for a minute because sure. there there was a part between between the two of them when, when Gabrielle was telling Carlos, seriously, we have a problem. And she, meaning with their daughter, and says to him, there are some days that I'm, thankful that you're blind right because 
she doesn't see herself when she looks in the mirror anymore. That I can, that I, I totally re- relate with as a woman. But I love his response to her. Yeah, that was good. Is that your face is permanently printed in my memory. And I see it every time I kiss you. And it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's five years or 50 years. I just, that that was, that was beautifully written. It was. And, it, and, and it was, and it goes to show that through the struggles that they've had. Even though she's fed him dog food and, they, you know, she tripped him with the stool. Those are all scenes from, from last season. Right. Right after she found out that his blindness was permanent. But, and he didn't I mean, tell her about it. Yeah, there have been, there have been lots of up and down, ups and downs, but I think that we find out that they really do. They really do love each other. Exactly. And which, again, is a They're message of not hope. not always really good at showing it. Right. Well, they they have been so far this season. Right. That's what I'm saying. And, of course, after maybe they needed maybe they needed to be poor and blind to figure out what they had right in front of some, them. Exactly. That's exactly it. I mean, I, I really do believe that. And so that's one of the things that, again, there there's something. I'm sorry. Not poor. Broke. Okay. Once again, if I, they have each other. Go ahead. No, you go sorry. ahead. I, yeah. I really am sorry. I don't mean to be interrupting you. That's all right. It's just my thought was never quite completed. And so we're <laughs> fighting. For- <laughs> all right. All I'm saying is that yet again, there's there's another there's another relatable good message in that. Absolutely. So, I mean, and, and of course, some people say, Cliff, why do you watch this television? And I sometimes say to myself, and maybe it's not some other people saying that. It's like sometimes it's Cliff asking himself in the third person, Cliff, why are you watching <laughs> this television, this smut? And it's like it's not all smut. It's not. You 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 can you can watch it for what you think it is and perceive it to be, but deep down there are you know this show was written by real human beings who have experience and they bring some of that experience to the table. Absolutely. Some of it is over dramatized. Absolutely. Uh, some of it is done for fun and, and for laughter be so we can laugh at ourselves. And uh, which just it makes me want to just jump right over to Brie and uh, Catherine. Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that was good. I really, really enjoyed it because I tell you what, I really relate to Brie on uh, the issue of this is my baby. This is my business, you know, and stuff like that. And being all caught up in, you know, the excitement of everybody, you know, looking in, it's like, ah, this is, and then all of a sudden, you know, sharing, you know, the, the high with somebody else and stuff like that. And the fact that she has this cookbook and she doesn't, and she takes these (laughs) recipes and change it. And I loved the interview where they came in. <laughs> well, your she, recipe calls for curly leaf parsley and mine calls for flat leaf parsley. <laughs> but they're both minced. <laughs> Only in Bree's mind does that actually make sense. Right. You know, so go ahead. No, that's cool. So um, anyway, I just I thought it was brilliant how Catherine's wrist stopped or started to hurt right then and yeah. there. And um, and then, of course, we saw that her daughter had Daniel. The daughter's Danielle. Mm-hmm. Danielle had a child, and of course, she's actually married now and took the baby away. And probably Bree was probably a little bit overproductive, protective, and stuff like that. And uh, we see that Orson mm-hmm. is still there. And 
And so I kind of like him. Of course, it's really weird for me because I'm I I haven't seen you haven't the end of the relationship. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't even seen the end of the relationship between her and her and and Mr. Vandekamp, Mm -hmm. you know, which. By the way, they called her Mrs. Vandekamp. They called her Brie Vandekamp. They did. I I noticed that right away. And which I like the name Vandekamp for Brie. I mean, <laughs> it's they, they called her by her new husband's name. Hodge. Yeah, Brie Hodge. They it doesn't c- have the same it ring. Do, it doesn't. And and I think it's because of Vandekamp fish. <laughs> I'm serious. That's nice. No, I'm, I'm just being honest. It just Vandy Camp just made me think of the the <laughs> little the little uh, commercials where the Vandy Camp fish would be like flopping in the frozen food aisle. That's nice. Yeah, and yeah. So, so when they called her Brie Hodge, I'm like, you took some of the mystique away from Brie. <laughs> you can't call her Brie Hodge. Well, she took it back. Well, and it I think seems. next week we'll find out why. Yeah, that and and yeah, I think we will. Well, I won't say anything about it because people don't watch. Some people don't watch the previews for next week. I was watching the previews, but I probably picked up nothing. Okay, I can't even remember anything. So then, let's not talk about those. And then we have we have Lynette and Tom. Lynette and Tom. Oh, who, I love this family. Who now suddenly have two children instead of four? Did they have four before? They have four kids. They have the twins. The twins. And Porter I saw the, and Preston. And I saw the little boy. They have they have Parker, who was not in this episode. Right. And they have a daughter named Penny. Well, Penny they sent off to the funny farm. No. Or that where? Was, that, was, that was, what was her name? No, that was Tom's first child from, see, you don't know that backstory. Okay. That's not Lynette's daughter. So they have another daughter? Like Lynette has a Yes, their youngest Tom? daughter, Penny. Yeah. So she was the baby that she had all season one. She had to hand the baby off to uh, go down into the pool to pull the boys out. Yeah, that's, that's Penny, and she wasn't in this episode. So there's the summer camp. They'll they'll explain it. How yeah. can it be summer camp when the other boys were going to homecoming? I have no idea. It's it's fall camp. <laughs> that's good. Nice one. So I'm I'm sure they'll explain that. They can't just unless unless we learn. I know the the hard thing with jumping five years in the future is you there can't is explain no. It all. Yeah, you can't explain it all in the first episode. I know that. So the things that I'm looking for are obviously Lynette's other two children, mm-hmm. where Julie went. Obviously, Julie is Susan's daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, it's five years in the future. Obviously, she's out living life, college, right, something. Right, but but where, where, where she, is she? Yeah. Tell us the story, right. but not I in the first episode. I don't expect to see her. I right every day, but yeah. And but anyway, talk about Lynette and Tom. That was just yes. Oh, Tom was such a a a a, a donkey in this episode. <laughs> bottom. He was such a bottom. And uh, I, I tell you what, man, just the fact that he was just in there and, and thought that his boys were the coolest thing. And then he's like, listen, I, you told me to handle it. And I, I canceled their grounding. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and she ends up in the car. Yes, I love that. Um, and, you know, if if anything, this is real. This, again, is an example of real issues that family face when parents aren't on the same page they parent differently one thinks the other is overreacting you and i experience that from time to time 
Um, you know, it, it never fails that when I overreact and I raise my voice and and I yell or something like that when neither of us like to yell at our kids at all. But sometimes it happens and I yell. You think I'm overreacting. I'm a little too harsh. And I'm like, but you just don't understand. And at the same time, when you do the same thing and I'm you march upstairs. Uh, Why are you yelling at my kids? Which is what you said. The- <laughs> So we like, all, yeah, they're your kids. Get up here and take so, care of them. I'm out of here. So even it doesn't matter who you are. The chance, the chances are, a husband, wife, mom, dad, sometimes are not on the same page, and they do things that are just outrageously, ridiculously stupid in parenting. And I'm glad that they're not just showing, you know, Ward and June Cleaver. Do you know who they are, Stephanie? I do. Good. Uh, so anyway. But thanks for pointing that out. Well, I just wanted to make sure. I mean, I, I anyway, there, there are, you know, there are some people listening to us yeah, that have no idea Not a clue. who are Warden June and Eddie Haskell. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I like the fact that, that they showed that it was. obviously he was so wrong and she was so right to say here's the keys to dad's car (laughs) that was well actually it wasn't right but but it wasn't but it was good it it was exaggerated and it did it made for enjoyable television and can i just say they they i loved the fact that tom and lynette talked to each other they had the conversation they disagreed they they argued with each other, which I think is good. I think that arguing is good if handled correctly. Ar- arguing is at least communication uh, and expressing, you know, expectations and stuff like that. And they obviously each had some different ones. But when it came down to it, they argued. And then all of a sudden, it, it's like she finally found a way to reach Tom and say, you know what? You, this the way you feel. That's how I feel. You know, th- that's your baby. These are my babies, you know, and. And can I just say, I got thorough enjoyment out of him kicking the mirror off the car. Not as much as enjoyment as I got out of him saying, oh, it was scratched anyway. I (laughs) I already ordered a new one. (laughs) That was awesome. That was cool because it made a point to those boys. I think that they they thought exactly what what Lynette was saying to Tom was that he cared more about the car being 35 minutes past curfew than he did about the boys being 35 minutes past curfew. And so that made a point to them. Now I'm sorry, but these boys are juvenile delinquents they and really they are. should be in prison. Well, I think that that's coming in, in the episodes to come. This you think season. so? I, I really, I think really so. do think so. I think they're going to have to come and bail them out of jail or something. I mean, these kids have burned down places and, and I mean, uh, what is the fake IDs and running a an, a poker game, a poker night and with tequila shots? Yeah, with shots and I mean, come on! I love what I really liked. What Lynette said to Tom is that when they were little and they were out of control, we always said, "Well, we'll get a handle on it when we'll get a handle on it when." That's what they're showing us. And now they're sixteen and they're not getting it. Right. You know, and and so we've only got a small amount of time to make an impact on their life. And and uh, honestly, wow. And, it, the, if they can make an impact on those kids at this age, it it will be a miracle. Absolutely. You know, because, because at this time a lot of kids are already too far gone one way or the other to still have an impact to make. Right. 
So I, I tell you what, it really we we went to church this morning, and I know you had you had volunteered to help out in the nursery, and I really do hope that you'll listen to the podcast of Watermark this week because the sermon was amazing. I shared with you my notes afterwards, and really said, you know, I'd like to talk about it on Family from the Heart, which we will. Uh, but man, wow, is it important? Uh, and 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 even this episode, even this television show. Believe it or not, even this television show is helping me, helping to remind me of how important it is for me not to just spend quality time with my kids, but to spend a quantity amount of time with my kids and to to be an influence and and to and that we need to be a family together all as as much as possible. I mean, we really need to to be together because they're going to be able so that they can catch our vision for our family that they can catch and and learn from us from our example um our our principles and values as a family and and that they can learn from us our our faith and they can see it in action and how it applies to all the crap we put up with in our in our day-to-day journey in living life and if we don't live that out in front of them together as a family then they're not going to be well prepared going into the world as as teenagers and and young adults and and so that, like I said the show there is a lot of value to watching Desperate Housewives I mean it really sounds weird but I am it, if it sounds to you guys like I'm trying to justify this to myself sometimes I maybe am but I I just want to say that man wow if we take the time to look at the show there's something much deeper than just enjoyment from the entertainment value of the show absolutely so anyway uh they came out on the same page uh what else edie and her mystery with edie and her new husband her new husband which i want to just say right now without a shadow of a doubt i believe that her new husband is the husband and father of the 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 lady the and daughter of the lady and the daughter that was killed uh, in the crash with Susan, it would seem that way. I, th- there's there's really no shadow of a doubt. It seems to me like, for example, for ex- for instance, that that after he lost his wife and his child, that this guy just all of a sudden just snapped and became one of the most angry people you can imagine. Obviously hospitalized and and has come out or whatever and. And now is is on a on a vengeance, a warpath. And it seems to me maybe he has actually even uh, found out obviously where Susan lives and found a connection through Edie. He pro- and I'm all putting this all together. My theory here that he saw Edie out and saw a possibility to get close to Susan so that he could repay her for what she's done. She didn't do it though. Well, you know what? She's at least. I mean, obviously he. Well, if, if I'm correct, then Mike he, was driving. Was Mike driving? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, one way or the other. So we'll see. We'll. See. I don't know. They brought mystery I, with that. They brought mystery, and and of course, I'm jumping to conclusions. You are kind of. I'm assuming sh- lots. You are. Okay. You know what assuming does? Yes, it does. It makes a tom out of me. Sure. <laughs> Great episode. What? Oh, this episode, yes. This was episode. is that everybody? Did we I think cover? So. That's all five of them. Yeah, uh, we didn't cover Catherine, but we kind of covered her with. Yeah, with, Catherine, we covered her. You know. Yeah, she totally did a good job with the. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure the, they'll fill in the gaps with what happened to her daughter. With whose daughter? Catherine's daughter. Oh yeah, Catherine's daughter. 
I like that Andrew is working for Bree. Andrew is her son. Okay, I didn't see that. You don't know any of the tension that happened. Yeah, you did. Yes, I do. Pot smoker and then he's possibly gay. But it gets it gets way worse. Oh, thanks. That's great. <laughs> There's there were they they went through a really hard time and so just to see him be her her assistant or whatever role he is playing. <gasps> that was him? That was Andrew. Yeah. The one that the says series. you got that? Yeah. You got that, didn't you? Right. Oh, I, dude, I didn't even pay attention. I just thought that was if her assistant. Me, sweetie, one more time. I'm yes. going to take that camera and take pictures of his colon. <laughs> yes, that was a brilliant line. <laughs> because she Eloquently never, <laughs> delivered. She never raises her the tone in her voice. Or, I mean, she's, Can I just say when her hair, when she was doing that commercial. It really her, orange. Oh, my gosh. It looked orange. And, and she, her face with her eyebrows, it's like, dude, what happened right. here? But then then she had. Yeah, so she that's Andrew. Normal. So okay. I wonder if they've brought them. Close together. Close together. It, more well, of a, yeah. At least it seemed like they were pleasant with one another. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Very interesting indeed. What's going on? I want to just say I enjoyed this episode thoroughly. It was great. Absolutely. So that's our review of this episode of Desperate Housewives. We would, of course, love your feedback. What do you think about this season? Do you have any clues? Do you disagree that this guy that Edie's with is uh, the husband and father of this family that got killed in the accident uh do, what what is it that you believe what is it you think just go ahead and shoot us uh, uh an email at feedback at gspn.tv or best yet we'd love to hear your voice and we could play your voicemail if you give us a call at area code 859-795-4067 and of course every other episode of the Desperate Housewives podcast is available for free here in the free feed but if you want to get each and every episode that we do uh, for the Desperate Housewives fan podcast then you'll want to uh, check out the special that we're running for plus membership and that is if you become a plus member I think it's uh what is it? You commit to six months and the first three months are half off, $5 a month. So anyway, you can go to gspn.tv slash plus for more information. All right. That so was a good episode. It was. And looking forward to the story unfolding. I am too. All right. So that's it. Oh, by the way, check out familyfromtheheart.com. You'll like it. Or if nothing else, at least fulltimemompodcast.com. Those are two really awesome podcasts you should check out. And uh, we're just going to let this music take us on out of here. Bye-bye.